Hey, Nicole. Hi, John. Ready? Let's do it. All right. I'm Nicole Mears. I'm John Davis. And this is our podcast, Shape the Conversation. Nicole and I work here with a great team at Shape.io in Bend, Oregon. So a little bit about us. We were former marketers at an agency. We left our jobs to start Shape, which is PPC budget management software. On this podcast, we typically talk about anything from entrepreneurship to PPC specific topics. We're kind of all over the board. Yeah. And this week is definitely PPC pay-per-click digital marketing focus. So if you've found our podcast by whatever means, you, you might have come upon it. Today, we're going to be really focused on digital marketing. If you're not a digital marketer for an advertising agency, I'm not going to lie, this probably isn't going to be the most riveting content for you. There might There's going to be some interesting stuff in terms of the background, how Shape got started, if you're interested in our origin story at all. But today, we'll really be focused on the market shapes in PPC management software, talking a little bit about our business, how we think about competition in our market, other companies that are in our market, and things to think about if you are a marketer at an agency and you're going out to maybe vet a solution like Shape. Nicole and I have both been there, been those marketers looking through a lot of these solutions. Maybe we can help you, you know, increase the learning curve a little bit, speed it up and get educated on the options that we see out there from really our conversations with prospects and customers. Absolutely. So let's maybe start by defining what we mean by pay-per-click PPC management software, what it is and what it isn't, at least in our own definitions. So for me, what PPC management software is, is it's mostly importantly not reporting software so for me to to pay-per-click management software one of the big things that i believe it has to do is have a two-way sync with ad platforms so like you have to be able to push changes back to google from whatever third-party system you have in my mind to to be viewed as a management system nicole do you agree not 100%. <laughs> so in my book, PPC management software is something that you purchase to basically enhance your management of your PPC campaigns. So in a lot of ways, you're looking for what are the biggest challenges that I currently have and how do I use a somewhat automated system to make that better? Now, a lot of management, when you think of management, is making changes so that is one piece of it, as John stipulated. It's something like, you know, bid management changes or adding in new keywords, new campaigns, new strategies, new accounts, you know, scaling those up. But I also think that a big challenge for a lot of people is reporting. So that's a piece of what I consider budget, or excuse me, see now I'm focusing on <laughs> yeah. shape, on PPC management software. Other things you can consider part of that attribution kind of always has to be a piece when you're looking at these big software platforms, which we'll probably get into later because that's one of my <laughs> cons with all PPC management software. Yeah. I think there's there's a number of things. We're starting to see PPC management software that includes billing, right? Like they're helping billing and invoicing. So it's it's kind of all over the board, but that's why we're going to talk about yeah. choosing the right one for what your needs are. Later. Yeah, and it's definitely semantics a little bit, but I, I think... 
PBC management software can be reporting software, but true reporting software, I don't think can completely be management software. No, because in a lot of cases, when you're looking at specific reporting softwares, and there are a few in the industry, they're only reporting. We see budget tracking competition from a couple of these people, but they only report. They can't push yeah, changes. I mean, they can't help you optimize your budgets. So. Report Garden, Supermetrics, NinjaCat, all these ones that are, you know, they're, they're reporting platforms. I believe they're doing unbelievably valuable work and that the agencies that use them are using a valuable tool. It's not that I don't believe reporting software is useful. I just think when you group in reporting software, you think Data Studio, Google Analytics. It is a muddy, muddy world out there in the reporting software space because of one major thing, like I said, these softwares just have to worry about pulling down data. They just have to pull in data from these networks and tell you what happened. If you go to a reporting software, you're always going to be told what happened. Management software is going to look at what's happening and make changes or automations around that. NinjaCat, a lot of these tools, they, they're limited. They can't help you automate a process or a change or something like that. And that, to me, is a big distinction. All right. I'm a little <laughs> great to disagree for now, but... I, I, I get, we're not I, saying either is wrong. No. I'm, I, I think... I agree on some of your points. Yeah, it's just that management software, and it's not an easy threshold to cross when you start pushing changes from your software back to Google, like our software does, or some of the other softwares we'll talk about out there today do. You're going through a lot more vetting from Google. Any ad network you sync with, there's a more AP, there's a higher level of API access you need. The level of trying to pull that into one UI that isn't 20 million columns deep to actually allow people to make changes effectively to all of the platforms that you're supporting, that's another big piece of that one. Massive, massive. So for me, the those companies that we'll talk about today, so. Optimizer, AdStage, Marin, Kenshu, Adalysis, Aquizio, a lot of, the, of these companies, they're pushing changes back into the ad network. Some companies are moving even away from that in the space. AdStage is one that's looking to do like less automation in some spots and more like data reporting. But to me, the reason the whole group of software even exist to me is kind of what you mentioned earlier like making sense of data coming from a lot of different places and then making decisions based and off then of making it. decisions yeah so i think a lot of the companies that i put us in the same category of that aren't the major so I, the way i see it i see marin and kenshu as these two really big companies marin's the only public company in the space they're really focused on serving that high end of the advertiser market in-house teams. They have agency services, but those two companies were started with Aquizio 10 to 15 years ago, mid 2000s. They were really the first to the game. I mean, when we were working together as an agency 2009 to 2011, 12, 13, mm-hmm. other than WordStream, Marin, Kenshu, Aquizio, who else was was in the market who else was playing oh god there's one more and i was racking my brain all today and i cannot think of it because <laughs> there were three when we were at a at an agency that we trialed one was Marin, one was kenshu and then the other one is like click, click. god thank you that was yeah. driving me nuts they got rolled in double click and bought 
So it's crazy to think about though, 2010, if you were looking for a third party PPC software tool, you had like four options, Mm -hmm. five options. Well, I think that the, the really interesting thing that you look at now is, right, yeah, these are the big guys, the big players. They're still supporting a lot of the functionality that they did. They might have created, you know, some offshoots with their modules instead of trying to focus it on, like, one big bloated platform. But you actually see that all of these companies now have come up trying to pull off a piece of what they were doing before. So, you know, like you I said. I think we fall into that category. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Budget management reporting, although you don't consider that part of the overall, <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's all these, when you look at companies now that are starting up, you kind of have to target a niche and make it the best you can. And then maybe expand into services that are, or products or tools that are relevant or kind of parallel to what you're offering. Yeah. But I, rarely do I see now someone who comes full born is like we're this tiny little startup you know ad tech company but we're going to be the next marine and we're going to go after everything that they do because it's just so difficult right now yeah and i'm not sure anybody really has probably ad stage has come the closest and they've raised 15 million Mm dollars you know they're and Yet at the same time, they've struggled with a lot of things the smaller companies in the space have kind of struggled with over the, the last few years. And I think it is finding where you could innovate from what Kenshu Marin was doing. So if you look at the trajectory of those big companies, started in the mid-2000s, you can imagine if you're one of only four companies doing something <laughs> for a five to ten year stretch in a space exploding like digital marketing was exploding through that time, mm-hmm. you're going to grow. They grew up big. Then you had like 2011, 12, 13, like the time period we're talking about when we were looking at these tools for an agency. They're still the only ones available. You had a lot of people like us at agencies that thought, wait a minute, there's only four companies out here mm-hmm. like doing anything for agencies handling all this digital marketing spend. And then you have this second wave of companies that pop up in 2011 to 13, I think us, Adalysis, Optimizer, AdStage are all founded between 2011 and 2013. Mm. And to me, that's the, the second wave. And there's been a little bit of a third wave, I think, over the last couple of years, but even more niche. So they're even like niche off of what of us in the second tier are doing. There's people even trying to bite off like smaller parts of that and smart start smaller companies. Like I think there, like you said, there are no companies going big gun ho building tools for agencies. But I see a lot of companies that have raised maybe a couple hundred thousand or something like that going out after just Facebook. Or just Google, I or saw, just Bing. I saw a company that was specifically devoted to spinning up single keyword ad groups. Mm-hmm. That was in, in, like mind blowing to me because that's that's so specifically focused. It's it's happened in a lot of other agencies. It's called Point Solutions. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Salesforce, they are one of the biggest companies in their CRM space, the sales kind of focused space. You have all these platforms and companies that have spun up as point solutions off of Salesforce. So they're like, uh, Salesforce does this pretty well, but not great. 
why don't I just solve that problem? For us, particularly it was Marin and Kenshu, they're building good software, they help you, but they don't really go as deep as you could on budget management. And, and they're exorbitant in pricing. Yeah, so that's another key point. When you look at Marin Kenshu, back 2010-11, when we were vetting up, I mean, the price points were... 2 to 5% of ad spend, typically. Which is wild. Yeah, and if you're managing a million five, that's quite a bit. Now, if you're an in-house team, I can see that. But if you're an agency, sometimes that gets tougher and tougher to justify. So if you look at that 2013 space, right, big players, we could actually trial them at that point for like a month or two months. But now you look at these these big, massive solutions, you can't even trial them anymore. You kind of have to you know, go through the process of the sales vetting and you can see the platform, but you can't see your actual data in there versus now all these little guys or, you know, smaller, more niche products. I don't want to say little guys. Some of, them, little guy. some of them have are fairly <laughs> large. You know, it's great because you have that, that week trial or, mm-hmm. you know, that free tier that's, that's much more useful. It's, it's so interesting to me that those companies haven't been able to adapt at all to that either. Like, you see Marin and Kenshu losing some of their, you know, their customer base to these yeah. niche solutions. And people are more willing to put in three or four of these smaller solutions yeah. or these more niche solutions than paying an absorbent amount for all, yeah. you know, the big, the big players. One of the best examples I could, I can think of, of these, the big companies kind of being a little slow to adapt and a little bit, I, and I've written about this, and, and we'll put the links to the articles in the show notes, but I, I think Marin especially was very much a victim of their early success. So they crushed it for like five years, went public, were a $500 million market cap company. Half a billion dollars in value was their company. Now, $30 million, and that's up. You know, double in the last two weeks after they announced a new deal with Google that the stock is reacting really well to. But if you look at these really big players, Marin, technology company, dealing with massive data sets, working with agencies, looking to like crunch a lot of these numbers and put it into a lot of their own systems, didn't offer an API until last year. No, because they weren't they weren't built to work with agencies. That's the yeah. crazy thing to me too. Is is only in the last two or three years have they realized how big of a market the agencies like side is, and you see all of a sudden, okay, it's you know software for agencies starts popping up in their navigation, and it wasn't there before. But the crazy part is, if you look at their so as a public company, they have to list a lot of information about mm-hmm. their um, financials and who it's coming from, whatever. Sixty percent of their business is agencies. Yeah. No, it's it's nuts to me. And those platforms, you know, like I said, back in 2013, those platforms weren't even built for agencies, and yet agencies kind of shoved themselves into that model. And that's where I think you see, you saw a lot of people like trying it out for a year or two and then just being throwing their hands up and and just being like, I can't do this anymore because it's not adapted to me and my needs, and I can't scale as much as I want to. Because, like you said, it was built for these enterprises. Yeah. And that's really why I, uh, you know, left my job to go try to build build a company that served that market because I felt like it's crazy to me that you have a, a industry like digital marketing exploding through that time period and really not many people building solutions for agencies. Nope. All of our customers are agencies. 
you know, we, we built or at least consultants. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they're managing multiple clients. We, you know, in-house teams don't really use our software because we picked that niche of agencies. And that's an example of a point solution to where we could actually get a foothold in the market because during that, during the time over the last four or five years, we can talk about some of the trends we've seen and some of the changes we've seen in PPC management software. But for me, one of the biggest changes is the ad networks giving a lot more tools to mm-hmm. agencies. Biggest example is uh, adding in machine learning and AI and optimization and a lot of things to where Marin and Kenshu, their bread and butter was doing a lot of basic algorithmic type work. Mm-hmm. Nobody called it AI or ML back then. It was algorithms. <laughs> but they they did a lot of the stuff that now Google's doing. You yeah. know, uh, Google has a real vested interest in trying to limit a little bit of third-party activity in some cases. But a lot of these ad networks built a lot of their own solutions to where Advertisers used to go to a lot of these Kenshu Marins to like have the magic algorithm that knew when to change their bids. For us, what we've seen is that there's big opportunity in the market not working on any of that optimization type stuff or any of the the algorithms that the, the ad networks are doing. What agencies need solved is problems around bringing all this data into one spot mm-hmm. and, and doing cool things with a click whether it comes from Bing or Google. Yeah. That, I, that's where these companies are always going to be limited, though, Google, what they can do for you is because they can't act on Bing data. Yeah, I'm going to say this double-click aside. I don't think Google will ever allow it or make it easier for you to manage Bing, Facebook, Instagram spend in any sort of platform that they offer. I mean, just look at what you get tracking campaigns in Google Analytics, right? Mm-hmm. AdWords versus all of the other platforms. It's uh, it's not in their best interest, and they know that. We all know that. Yeah, so and you that's, have to turn to a platform. And that's why they have APIs. That's why they allow companies like us to pull their data down because they know that there's people out there that they don't have the bandwidth to build all the little niche solutions for, nor do they want to. They just acquire you at some point. <laughs> they really want you. And I've seen a lot less of that too, honestly. Yeah, like, it has slowed down. I, click equations, like we said. They got bought, you know, that was a while ago. You'd be hard-pressed to really find any PPC-focused companies that have been acquired by an ad network. Now, Acquizio has been acquired within the last year or so by Web.com, and they were probably one of the bigger acquisitions in the space. WordStream, who I don't actually believe is a great solution for agencies when I look at it and think about it because they're not really set to handle agencies as well as they are in-house advertisers. Well, are you thinking of the product that we demoed a couple of years back now? Because they did also come out with an agency product. I don't, I, I haven't know, looked at it, so I, I can't say anything. In, from what I've seen and heard, whatever, there's just we haven't run into many using it or like when we, no, we haven't. when we are in the sales process. So we're, we're, we're seeing or hearing what other softwares they're looking at. And we really only hear Acquizio, Optimizer, AdStage, Adalysis. And our favorite, we've talked about this before, Excel. Excel. I'm shaking Excel my fist right now. Excel is definitely, Excel and Google Sheets are still if we take a step back and you look at PPC management software, that's still the biggest competitor. 
100 percent yeah if anybody you know when we were raising money for shape and when we were two years in and we had some traction and investors would ask me okay what are you what are your competitors who are your competitors I wouldn't list Optimizer, AdStage, Marin, Kenshu. I, I, I didn't view them as the competition. I still really don't view them as the competition. I think there are other companies in our space, but I think we're all in competition against Excel, shitty manual workflows. You know, like that's what we're, what we're all in competition against. So we have Michael Lalonde, the CEO of Deschutes Brewery on the podcast a while back. And what he said is he actually doesn't, look at the other crafts beers as his competition budweiser is his competition you know like i think in this whole space like excel and google sheets are our budweiser <laughs> that that everybody's kind of fighting against mm-hmm. and i think there's ways that the ad networks have made it tougher you know if you had told me when we were starting this company in 2013 that i'd still really only be thinking about five six seven other companies in the space that I thought had a legit chance to serve agencies better than we did, I'd be shocked. I mean, I I would have thought we'd be going up against 15, 20, 25, 30 Mm -hmm. companies that looked like us. But the reality is that it's really, really hard to build software when you have to sync with all these APIs and ad networks and agencies need you to sync with a lot of different platforms. You know, agencies need you to sync with a lot of different places because that's where their clients want their ads. Well, and they need you to, you know, they need you to have the most advanced version of what, you know, Google Ads is offering or LinkedIn Ads is offering. And and what we've, you know, we've stated this before, the APIs take a while to update on their end. And so it takes even longer for these yeah. platforms to update on theirs. And so you kind of see, I don't want to, you know, assume that it's completely purposeful on yeah. the the networks. Like I think in some cases, they, like you said, they want to provide platforms with really niche offerings to be able to support these very specific use cases. But you do see them starting to take a little bit longer to push out certain new mm-hmm. features. And it's, it's constantly a battle because, yeah, we would love to put the most newest, most awesome feature from LinkedIn ads in, um, but we can't until yeah. we get the green light in here's, their API. Here's the best decision we ever made early on. It was to have our software not be focused at all on building new ads or launching new ads out of our software mm-hmm. because it's – You'll look at any software across the board, it gets like harder and harder to launch state-of-the-art ads out of their software because the softwares are changing, the ad networks are changing so quick. You know, you can't have a development team as a third-party software that operates as fast as Facebook and Google and Bing and Twitter and LinkedIn, which are all platforms we sync with. You can't react to all the changes in their ad text to o- to offer your customers a best of breed experience. Period. No, I was just looking at a standard ad text form in yeah, Google Ads today. It's crazy. And when I started, you know, way back in the olden days, <laughs> there were what one, two, three, four fields? No, five fields. Excuse me. There was a headline, two description lines, a display URL, and a URL, and that was it. And now I looked at the form in the actual UI. You know, we're not even talking about Google AdWords editor which is a whole different beast 
And I was blown away. I was like, there are 90, it feels like 90 fields that I have to enter just to get, a, to update an yeah. expanded text ad. I was, I, I wasn't blown away, but I was just, to support that on a platform and is, yeah. like John said, it's getting increasingly harder. Yeah, I mean, if you're a company that is needs to launch a lot of variation of ads really fast all the time, third-party software is going to become harder and harder for you to find options, mm-hmm. period. Ad Stage is a company that we talked about. You can no longer stage an ad in Ad Stage. You know, they, they started as a company that was helping build great campaigns out of the gate. Their CEO, Sahil, who I know, great guy, brilliant. I love what they, they've built at Ad Stage. They're doing great stuff, building great stuff. But they've seen they can't be the ad editor. Mm-hmm. They can't. They've, they're very well funded. They've got big teams of folks. They can't keep up with it. You know, so upstart company, you know, XYZ, whatever it is, they can't keep up with it either. And these are the reasons that there's still only like six, seven, eight, nine companies really that can serve a PVC agency. Mm-hmm. I think there's tens of companies, lots of companies that can help you in-house. But if you're trying to bring data together from a lot of different networks, there's still only a small amount of people really doing it. So to this point, we've really been talking about PPC software, PPC management software from a builder standpoint, right? Because that's our most recent kind of understanding of this. But we've also both been there from a purchasing standpoint. Yeah. And so I'm going to kind of shift the conversation here a little bit right. or shape the conversation elsewhere. Oh, yeah. My puns. I love and we, puns. We may or may not have in the last year or so, like, you know, checked out a lot of the other tools. You know, yeah. we hear about them from prospects and customers. I think it's our duty to pay attention to what other people are building out there, too. Well, you know, if we, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't. <laughs> but, but from a consumer standpoint, right, we've got a couple of things that you should probably think about if you're, you're in this area. And the first one is, like, does PPC management software even make sense for you? And, you know, John and I said... Coming from the like the agency experience, what we found was that at the time we started with, well, when I joined the team, there were four, right? They started as one lone guy, and I feel really yeah. bad for him at the time. <laughs> but our company had goals to scale. We had four people who were managing, oh, God, I don't even, how many did we have at that time? Like 30, 40 clients apiece? A lot, maybe yeah. less. But, you know, we, we were finding that we were starting to have problems in addressing all the things that we needed to yeah. for these clients. We couldn't do all the budgeting, couldn't do all the reporting. We had some internal tools, but it wasn't it wasn't enough. And so yeah. you start are, are you entering a lot of manual information into yep. fields? Are you, do you feel like you can't go on vacation for 3 days? Mhm. You know, these these are all signs that we felt as a team when we really had to look around and it's part of the story that's, you know, the start of the story that led us to here is us seeing that, look, we looked at these solutions and they're not perfect for what we need. Let's go build it. Maybe there's other teams like us. And you, you, if you're feeling those pains, are you overspending budgets? Are you doing like, like is basic PPC slipping by your team? It's maybe time to bring in some help. Yeah. Well, and you, so you just slipped back into building it again. <laughs> the other thing is, is if you don't have the internal resources to build something, build yeah. those tools, 
and a lot of agencies don't, then yeah, it's time to look outside. A few of our customers are people that vetted us, looked at it, said, all right, that's cool. Pretty much saw everything we could do and then went off and tried to build it with their one in-house developer, came back 10 months later and said, okay, we're ready to, to buy. Yeah. So you really, really need to sit down for, I'd say a couple weeks, evaluate your current stack, evaluate you have, evaluate the support that you're going to have in your agency. Because I will say this right now, if you don't have a supportive CEO or CFO or whatever the, you know, that position is, depending on how big your company is, it's not going to go through. You have to really be confident in pitching the problems in the solutions and you're going to have to vet all these softwares. And some of them, like we said, offer free trials. Some of them don't. So you know, those are all things to think about. Like, does it even make sense? Are you willing to go into this and trial all these, you know, things for, for months on end? Cause it's not going to be an immediate solution. Mm. There are very few management software solutions in our industry right now, which are turn on yeah. and go for it. Even us, like it takes five minutes to set up shape, but to get the most value, it, it takes a couple weeks yeah. of really getting in and learning and using our software. So, right? You figured out you, it makes sense for you. Then how do you make sure it's the best software, right? So are you going to go all in one? Are you going to go niche products? Are you going to have, you know, one platform versus many? I just said the exact same thing right there. <laughs> Ignore that. But, you know, all are your, pla- I should say, all are all of your ad platforms integratable with the solution that you select? Yeah, that's number one. Or do you have to go with a bunch of different ones? How, how are you going to kind of bundle it up in a nice little package that's actually going to solve your needs. I have some tips on this just from my personal experience. Obviously, some of them, like I said already, demo everything that you can, get all the information, everything you can out of the sales guys. Make sure you have a robust list of questions that you get answered before you move anywhere with the sales team because, you know, they will purposely... I hate to say this. I don't want to speak illy of sales teams, but right, we all know sales team, like the sales guy's job is to get you to sign that contract. Yeah. And so they're going to gloss over some things where it's going to be really important to you. But they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we have that. I'd say and the then bigger the, the company, the more glossing you'll see. Yeah. I have I sit in the same room as the sales team here. So I know I've heard them, you know, say, hey, maybe we're not the best fit or, you know, go check out Optimizer. We, we, I know they've sent people other places. That's huge to me that they can actually say that. Some other things to think about, like how much are they updating the roadmap? How much are they, like, a lot of companies will offer a public-facing roadmap in some yeah. form. The best thing that I can tell you, figure out if a company is right for you. Okay, one of the best things beyond everything that I've already said is, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to throw this out there. Go to Glassdoor and go to Captera, go to G2 Crowd, look at the actual reviews that they're getting from customers. But then go to their Glassdoor and see what their employees actually say about the company, where they're headed, how much they like the CEO, where their product is going. Because I will guarantee you, you get the most candid feedback from employees there. Yeah. You're going to have to wade through some of those fake reviews and you're going to have to also like take into account that some people are really pissed because they got fired. Mm-hmm. And so they're just going to rage on it. Yeah. But overall, right, you know, they have more than 50 reviews or more than yeah. even 30 reviews. You just get a good understanding. There's really good stuff from Captera, G2 Crowd. I just, I, I even look at it, our competitors and kind of see what they're saying yeah. about it and like how they're having product issues just to understand like, you know, because sometimes you feel like you're you're building this product and you're continuing, like, and so again, going back into builder mode, but, you know, yeah, yeah. sometimes you feel like I'm just 
banging my head against the wall trying to build the best product and other teams like us don't have problems but then you go look at one of your competitors and you're like oh yeah they have some product issues too yeah. we're all we're all working to build a better product a, a great resource that hannapin marketing put together oh, yeah. that we'll link to if you just google like uh, you know hannapin marketing best platforms for digital marketing i mm-hmm. think it'll be it'll pop up the best but they've got a great little questionnaire too. They reached out to a lot of PBC softwares like us and asked them, hey, in your own words, who's your preferred buyer? What's your onboarding like? They've got a great little profile on a lot of the PBC management software that we talked about and you can look at from there. That's a great resource. I think lots of other places have written about it, but again, the world is pretty small. I mean, I think if you're a PPC agency or focus on PBC, you really only have six, seven, eight, nine, ten tools, I really believe, that can solve your problems. Mm-hmm. And the other key point is that it's not an all or nothing, especially if you're not going at the super high price tier of like Marin, Kenshu, somebody in that realm. If you're looking at like a shape, at Alice's Optimizer, somewhere down there, we have a bunch of customers that combo us with other platforms in that space. So like I, know, I can name 10 of our customers that use us and Optimizer. Or us and Supermetrics. Yeah. Us or us in uh, you know insert reporting software here <laughs> a lot in Ninja Cat Suido a lot of people kind of like combine things into their stack I think that's mm-hmm. a lot of the future of marketing too is like putting together these point solutions into a complete solution yep. that gives you the freedom that you need so uh, we will have a site coming up or a page coming up on our site too that kind of leaves some more resources to help people. We'll make sure this podcast is up there also. But I think, you know, if we leave the marketers, the analysts, something out there to think about from this as they go look at PPC management software, I think it's a little, it's not as overwhelming as you might think. <laughs> you know, there there's really only a handful of us still out there really focused on agency level solutions. Mm-hmm that are willing to go and do two-way integrations with multiple ad networks um, to serve agencies. It, it's amazing, but there's really still not that many out there, despite what you might see on Scott Brinker's MarTech 5000, you know, super graphic or whatever it is. I just shuddered. <laughs> so, Nicole, any other, any other advice or things you can leave? people looking out there to to make decisions around PPC management software? I mean, yeah, going back, like I said, identify the need, figure out which platform's for you. Before you sign that contract, make sure you have buy-in from your team. Because as a manager, right, it's going to be one thing if you're trying to pitch a, a solution to your team who's not even on board. But realize you're going to have to pitch it to your team. You're going to have to pitch it to your execs. You're going to have to potentially pitch it to your technical team if there's a lot of technical integration that has to happen. So make sure you really got that buy-in there. It's going to help you immensely. For the record, no technical integration needed with Shape. <laughs> that <laughs> well, was one of the, but that was well, one of the other things I looked at when we were looking at Marin and Kenshu back in the day, 2011 or 12, it was like a two-month process just to get our campaigns tagged correctly. Mm-hmm. That was one of the big things I saw too when I was like, man, if somebody could come up with a software, I didn't have to freaking spend two months tagging. I'd just try Pixel. it to see if it worked. Yeah, And, and then- I'm not going to lie, a lot of the early pitch for Shape was pretty much going to a PPC or saying, 
hey, look, we're, we're somebody building PVC software. Isn't it worth checking out? There's not many of us. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that was the pitch and it worked to an extent. <laughs> okay. Last piece of advice for me, make sure you know your onboarding and pricing expectations, how that's going to change, how long your contract is, because once you get locked into a contract, you are locked into a contract and it's going to be a lot of issues for you if it's not the right solution. So that's kind of what I will leave you with. John, anything on your end that you want to no, that's Leave good. I got everything with. out. We might, we might, we've got some left in the tank here. We might record another episode on this topic where we go through a little bit more of the ins and outs of each tool and how we see them compared to us and what they do well. But until then, I think check out all the show notes that we've got. We'll put the links we mentioned here, some of the articles that we've written or other people have written on the topic we'll put in that you can check out blog.shape.io slash podcast. And until then, Go have fun testing software, PPC management software. I like it. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.